listener production. We popped the lid on the Tupperware and it's passed the sniff test. But it's still good. And now we're reheating it just for you. These are the best bits of Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. This one, one of the best episodes we've ever done because it has some of the best moments we've had here on All Day Breakfast. Sorry to start off laughing, but I just I looked at... I think I just saw what you're, yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, one of you're the... looking at shock, chock, <laughs> knock on the block. <laughs> I am, which is uh, a story that, uh, Matt, you, to- you told a little bit earlier on this year, um, summed up very, very nicely. Uh, but that is what today's all about. It is the best stories, the best personal stories we've managed to uh, to dish out for you. And uh, i got to tell you, it's good good to have the best, the cream of the crop here because, I mean, some of these lockdown anecdotes have been just scraping the bottom of that barrel to get the, the pond scum off the well, bottom speak, of these places. Speak for yourself. Thankfully, I've, I've almost ruined my career so many times <laughs> that I had plenty in the bank to uh, withdraw from. Yeah. The problem being that when we were putting this together, <laughs> there were too many stories of me, of career endings. Yeah, this whole episode <laughs> can't be all times Matt's embarrassed himself while acting. I mean, we can't, we can't have all of them. I mean, we've got one of them. We're kicking off with one of them. It's probably my favourite of when you were on the uh, short-lived uh, show Monarch Cove. Was that a movie or was that a show? It was, a, it was a series, yeah. I mean, my role was very short-lived, but you'll hear all about that. We also dive into uh, the generous portions <laughs> of uh, certain meat found in Alex's freezer. I had a pebble thrown on my head. And yeah. uh, speaking of pebbles, um, Alex tried to steal something that can sort of contains them. <laughs> yeah, some pits. We'll go with pits. But um, it's all part of this one. Matt and Alex are the best of anecdotes for you right now. Hope you're having a good one. You make fun of me, or not make fun of me. You know, when we talk about H2O, we talk about Aquamarine, all these <laughs> gigs that I did years and years ago. Sea so Patrol, Lithium, Dope, Opium Diplomat, yeah. I ever told you about Monarch Cove? <laughs> so you don't even know about Monarch Cove. <laughs> you have never told me about Monarch yeah, exactly. Cove. Exactly. Monarch Cove, a show they filmed out on the Gold Coast, right? I auditioned for one of the bigger roles, didn't get it. They gave me the role of waiter, right? Ooh. Now, waiter uh, one? <laughs> Yeah, I think I was the only waiter. Right. I don't know what my IMDb uh, <laughs> listing says. Anyway, this is a big gig. I have a line um, and I have a couple of days on set. Anyway, Whoa. basically I'm a glorified extra. All I need to do is pretend to be a waiter, not attract any attention to myself in any way, shape or form. Did you come up We're with filming... your own backstory for the waiter, <laughs> like his <laughs> name and what they do? <laughs> at the heritage, like at this beautiful, beautiful uh, hotel on the Gold Coast. Big poolside resort, right? <laughs> yeah. Function scene. Everyone walking around. We are using real glasses, ladies and gentlemen. Please be careful with the glasses. All right? Me playing the role of waiter. They call action. I'm in the middle of the scene. An actor walks over to me, takes a sip of a drink, puts his empty glass on it. I've never been a waiter in my life. I was not expecting... <laughs> A bit of weight on <laughs> on your tray. Like Literally this. in the name, man. <laughs> I'm like this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Glasses smash all into the pool. We have to cut and, filming. Oh, sorry, <laughs> guys. Sorry, everyone. There's glass in Monarch <laughs> Cove. Not safe for swimmers. Can you 
We have to stop filming for like an hour. This is <laughs> this alone is like thousands of dollars because waiter dropped the glasses, right? Anyway, my next day on set, I didn't realize that I was called to set. I decided to go have a pub lunch. I was playing the pokies. <laughs> right. I get a call. They're like, um, they're looking for the waiter. <laughs> I was in Brisbane. I was like, I don't have my dad's car. I don't know how I'm going to get to the Gold Coast. So I jump on a train <clears throat> halfway there. They're like, yeah, you don't need to bother. We found another waiter. <laughs> Absolute so career ender. Did you take the train all the way to the Gold Coast? Did you get off it <laughs> halfway and turn it. around? I got off <laughs> <laughs> Take the walk of shame up, over the top of the platform. I got off at Helensvale and crossed over and went back. <laughs> oh, my Lord. All right. I don't even think it's on my IMDb credits. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be. They used a different waiter. They found just anyone. <laughs> my hand was in one episode. On so, IM. Anyway, Carlos. we, uh, we you asked you Carlos. if you've <laughs> ever had a career ender yourself. And Angus from Adelaide answered the call. G'day, Angus. G'day, boys. How are you? Yeah, going okay. I'm, I'm amused. That's what I am. <laughs> Thinking yeah, of matter kind suffering of others sitting on Helen's prostation, <laughs> half Helen's cooked from a pokies <laughs> and schnitty lunch, <laughs> trying to trying to catch the train home <laughs> after getting fired from an acting gig. Uh, but you have had a career ender yourself. What what's happened, mate? So I'm an electrician in Adelaide, and probably about oh, three or four years ago, I, was, I reckon I was a third year apprentice, and um, we were working in a data centre. And basically, I cut the wrong cable and it shut down Ticket Tech. Oh, just a few units moved in uh, Ticket Tech. So I'll cut the wrong cable, it's gone back. And then they're like, what happened? What happened? Like these security tech guys are like, what's happened? Like Ticket Tech's gone down. So basically, <laughs> for like two days, no one in South Australia could buy tickets to any gig <laughs> or like anything. <laughs> And it was all just like this second year apprentice Sparky spot, which happened to be me. Oh no! <laughs> and so, so good. what did the uh, what did the bosses and the ticket tech people? What did they all say to you when oh, you said it was the wrong one? I got I got I got kicked off site like within a five minutes. They're like, "Yeah, you can't be here anymore. Off you go." <laughs> <laughs> did they did they Went did they press the you? Were they like, "You're from? Oh. I bet you, you're you're a snitch from Ticketmaster. You've been sent <laughs> oh, here." <right. laughs> I got a bit of a stern word from the boss, that's for sure. Goodness me. I could just imagine the next wire you cut, you'd be just like one of those bomb disposal people in a movie, just sweat pouring down your face. Violets are red. (laughs) 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 Anyway, that sounds great. Uh, Thank you very much, Angus. Apologies. I mean, we've got lots of musicians who listen. Apologies that you didn't sell tickets to their say. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's why. They always, you know, people skip over South Australia for the live gigs. Maybe it's because for some reason no one buys tickets in, in Adelaide. Yeah, but, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll call that blame. That's easy. Oh, too good, Angus. Thanks so We've much for it, uh, letting good us work, know mate. there's no coming back from that. You literally just put your hands up and walk out the door yourself. You think, nah. Yeah, you're not ironing the apron. It's just straight <laughs> on the ground, out the door. It's a Best Bits breakfast buffet. What tasty treats shall we indulge in next? Maybe this one. Matt O'Kine, you told a story the other week of a little visit to the pharmacy. 
in which you went in a law-abiding citizen and left a dirty, rotten thief, albeit with <laughs> yeah. sanitised hands. Yeah, exactly. I could clean myself of my sins. Thanks for uh, <laughs> for reminding me. Yeah, I did walk out with two big bottles of hand sanitizer by accident. Turned, came back, said, I've, I've accidentally stolen these. They said, oh, how good of you to return them. So I actually, <laughs> I turned into a hero. Well, it's sort of, it is very much like the Joker in the Batman films, you know. It's a sympathetic villain, you know, <laughs> where you could, you know, some people root for him, who not. But um, I did laugh at you. I did think that was, you were quite the buffoon. But um, walking out of the shops yesterday, we'd gone for a walk and uh, Woods of the Goods and I went in, bought some pickled turnip <laughs> alongside some other bulk items from this okay, good. Mediterranean groats. The up. only thing you bought, I'd be like, okay, that's, you know, interesting. Well, we did go there for that because we'd run out because we're putting too much of it on our bibimbaps. Uh, but that's besides <laughs> the point. The uh, <laughs> Oh, what? I love a bibimbap. All right, go on. Oh, how good are they, mate? Oh. Like, Korean cuisine. No, I don't, I I don't mind. the ones I could eat for the rest you know what of I my don't life. don't mind? Bit of bulgogi as Ooh. well. Bit of beef bulgogi. Anyways, let's go. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> whilst you're in there getting your pickled turnip <laughs> in the big jar, and you, sure, you, next to it's the big jar of Cornichons, so you pick up one of them, and then by the time you're walking out with your marinated... My hands are getting full here with these beautiful bulk groceries. And so as we're coming to the checkout, I'd put a jar of, of pitted calamata olives in my jumper pocket. We dumped them all on the oh, thing, wait, put them wait, all in wait, bags. Wait. We leave the shop and Elle's like, I can't see the olives in the bag. And I'm like, oh, no, we must have left them at the thing. Oh, no, wait, they're in my pocket. Alex Dyson has just stolen some calabana olives, my friend. In your hoodie pocket. I mean, that is what the hoodie pocket was built for. It was built for stealing. Let's <laughs> race <laughs> it. So, so I, I just wanted to, before today's episode of All Day Breakfast finishes, I just want to apologise to the supermarket down the road for me. I, 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 I took your olives and by the time we were halfway home, I realised and I thought, I'll just fix you up next time. So I am going to pay you back. Oh, what? But you as, haven't even gone moment, back Matt, yet? You're actually... I'm at large. You're I'm a fugitive. fugitive. <laughs> I paid for the pickled turnips but stole the calamata. So I'm a wanted man, but hopefully by the time you hear this podcast, I won't be in, in chains and be broadcasting all day breakfast tomorrow from the Slammer. All day breakfast. Guys are having some time off to clear the backlog on their Netflix queue. So in the meantime, here are some of their best bits. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Started raining the other day, Matt. Oh. So I did what you got to do in that situation, and that is close the window. You do not want any droplets in the house, right? But unfortunately, place I'm moving to a little bit older, and I'm not sure who's making windows, right? But very few of them last longer than five years where they just go up and stay up on their own. <laughs> yeah, right. When's the last right time now, you use an window at a place older than five years? You're like, oh, that window works well. <laughs> the little window in our laundry when you lift up, it goes straight down. So Unbelievable. It's, it's being chocked open by some sort of cleaning spray, right? <laughs> That's an interesting chock. Yeah, exactly. It's a rounded edge. I don't know why we're using it, but it's the only thing in the laundry. Well, we're using a plank of wood, right, to... Chalk this one up. Wait, right? is this is this the talk back we're going for? What do you what's your what chalk? You chalk up your window. What's your chalk? I'm happy to go with what's your chalk. The story hasn't finished, but let's let's chuck a little bit of what's your chalk in quickly before we get on to the next bit. Because I got to close this window. It's currently chalked with a little piece of wood. 
Okay. Um, not a squirty nozzled <laughs> bottle. Very weird chalk. <laughs> anyway, I, I go to lift up the window with my left hand so I can pull the chalk out with my right hand. Window, too heavy. Old window oh. with a very weak man. So this is not very good. So I, instead I lift up with both hands. I have to go up. I'm not quick enough. The window goes up. The chalk teeters. Oh, no. This plank of wood topples out my fourth floor window. No! I go, no! Stick my head out, hear the clunk. It's this little side walkway. Luckily, it's sort of the emergency exit, not well used, but I see the chalk thing of wood there. It's currently, I went and hid it in the bush. I'm going to get it on my way home. <laughs> I couldn't be bothered to take it all the way up and then coming back down and going to work. That's I was so about to leave. Sus. Getting rid of the evidence. No, but hiding your plank of wood in a bush. Well, I I want to get. There's going to be a podcast made about you. I, man. I was shutting the window because I was about to go to work. The thing fell out, and so I hit it. I'm going to grab it when I go back home now. Sure, but that could Not have been because you missed its intended target. <laughs> no, ready to be chocked again. Ready to. Uh, <laughs> People get a bit of a shock chock on the bloody knock on the top of their head. A shock chock knock. On the block. Um, so, yeah, what's your chock and when's it clocked someone? <laughs> but you know what it made me think of is when I was, um, was when, I'd, when I'd first started, when I went on my, one of my first dates mm. um, in high school. Um, and when I say date, I mean during lunchtime, me and the... Me and my girlfriend. Um, so you had asked each other out. Yep. Yeah, we. You know, I'd said, "Will you go out with me?" And she'd said yes. And then that was we were boyfriend and girlfriend. And we went out lunchtime. Yep. Yeah, and uh, we went. We sat under some this bench. We sat on a bench um, underneath the overpass at uh, Brisbane State High, just next to the tennis courts there. And um, I was very nervous because I really wanted to kiss her. Mm. Right? Very much wanted to go in for that for that pash. Yep. You know. The French tongue. <laughs> oh, I would have hated you to kiss me back in the day. I would have hated that. <laughs> if I'm going to be completely honest, I'm, I'm not. I don't like tongue at all. I tell you what, there's two types of people: tongues and no tongues. And I am a no tongue kind of guy. Get that thing out of my mouth now. Honestly. What's it doing here? <laughs> That's not my tongue. Why is it in here? <laughs> There's not enough room in in my mouth for two tongues. <laughs> so, okay. so anyway, How, I'm, all, okay. I'm already nervous what's, enough. What's what's your chalk? <laughs> Where do you been clocked? <laughs> How many is too many tongues in a mouth? <laughs> and then. And I'm already nervous. I'm trying to think about, you know, my heart's beating a thousand miles a second. Yeah. Right? And my, it just reminds me of how nervous I was when I went on my actual very first date date with me and, <laughs> me and my date, Emily. It was, this was year eight as well. I was very nervous, so I brought my skateboard along and we, um, <laughs> we went and saw A Bug's Life because I got free tickets from my sister. Have I talked about this before? Anyway, I, I remember, can't see why not. <laughs> I remember riding. I remember thinking it was cool to ride, take my skateboard along to let her know that I skated. And uh, after, the, uh, after the movie, I skateboarded next to her as we walked along Queen Street Mall. Just me on my board and her cool walking. Cool dude. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, me and Emily on our little date, school date. I'm already. I'm driving up the 
you know, courage to kiss her, and bloody something hits me on the top of my head. Yeah. And it was one of her friends dropped a pebble on my head. Dropped oh. a rock on my head. And they were like, aha, yeah, that was us. Got clocked by a rock, not a chalk. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, out the front of J-Block, it was no good, you know. These are the best bits of Matt and Alex all day breakfast. You know, my very first comedy festival was 2004. For Alex Dyson. I've been going what? to the comedy festival. Yeah, I was in the oh grand God. final, the national final of Raw Comedy in 2004. It was my fourth ever gig, right? I was turning, I was 18 years old and I was turning 19. On my, <clears throat> my birthday was the day before oh. the uh, the grand final. And I and it was, it was I, I stayed in this tiny little hotel room um, in the Victoria Hotel just around the corner and I... And I remember the night before my gig, I thought I'm going to hit the town and see what this comedy festival is all about. Mm-hmm. And I ran into this guy who I, uh, two, two people who I now know very well, okay. Um, one of them was Cam Knight. I right? guess. Great um, comedian. And Cam Knight was chatting with a friend and I came up to Cam and I was like young, a young gun back then, pretty, pretty eager eyed. I didn't really, you know, very green. I'd done four gigs. <laughs> so saunter up to Cam. Was, thinking I'm a, no, what was your material at this point? What kind of, um, what sort we'll of areas are we in? <laughs> we'll get to that. We will get to that. Okay, great. I was um, going to say, you walk up, start doing your set to him straight up. <laughs> please, I oh, know, but I did. I walked up as if I was a, like, you know, big shot, you know. I yep. sidled up to him. I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I've seen you on Comedy Channel and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, cool. You know, nice to see you. What, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, I'm in the grand final of Raw Comedy. He's like, oh, that's good on you, you know. And then he's like, um, and I'm like, what, what are you doing here tonight? And he goes, oh, I'm just going to go see, I was just about to see a mate, Dave Williams. He goes, oh yeah, do you know, uh, do you know Dave, Dave Williams? I said, yeah, 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 he's, he's great. And then and Cam was like, yeah, 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 it was really good stuff, hey? And I was like, yeah, he's awesome, yeah, I've, I've heard of him heaps. <laughs> and then Cam walks away and his mate, and I go to his mate, oh, what are you doing here tonight? And he goes, I'm Dave Williams. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it! It's been, it has been freaking one minute with these absolute clowns and I'm already getting pranked by people, embarrassed by these people. Uh, always I, the comedians. Oh, my God. <laughs> then I go on stage and absolutely tank. Like, I mean, it scarred me for so many years. Yeah. Because Nick Sun, the winner of Raw Comedy, okay, he'd been doing comedy for about a year and a half, right? Mm. The, he'd been doing it in Sydney. Oh, they're all tight group, all these great comics, they're all good friends. He's a, he's a pro. Yep. He comes out, does his form of anti-comedy, okay? Now, he's he's uh, has a Chinese that's a, background. That's a tough that's a tough avenue to go down. You've got to <laughs> nail your anti-humour. Right? He's he's um got, got Chinese heritage, okay? So he comes out, he goes, I he goes straight up he's like, "Oh yeah, g'day. Um I'm Chinese. Um uh, yeah, got a small dick, $2 sucky sucky I eat dog, get over it." Right? He's like <laughs> and that was his that was oh, his material. Yeah. It was just like it was like it was the whole yeah. Oh, he goes, oh, I'm another ethnic comic. Here's my ethnic comedy routine and did that. Sure, did that stuff, yeah, right? yeah. And it was all, all completely right. like, this is how bad comedy, bad ethnic comedy is, all right? <laughs> yep. The crowd is roaring with laughter, okay? Now, here's the thing. I was backstage. I couldn't hear what Nick Sun was actually saying. All I could hear was the roaring laughter, yep. all right? So I'm backstage going, geez, this guy's doing well. Pretty hot crowd tonight. Few few acts later, time for Matt O'Kind to come on. 
young ethnic comic from Brisbane whose only material is about being ethnic. Oh. I'm like, what's the deal with being brown? <laughs> I'm brown. People are literally just like, yes, we've oh. seen this. <laughs> Done better. Only moments ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I get off stage, I'm like, what the hell went wrong there? Then I finally get sent a video of the whole oh, night the from the ABC three months later. Unedited. I put the bloody tape in. Here's our winner, Nick Sun, destroying oh. amateur ethnic comedy to bits and winning. And then here's me a couple of acts later. I'm brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, bro. I didn't, go, I didn't go back for four years after that. <laughs> no, no. I yeah, should and not then I, think and then so. When I went back in 2008, it had an absolute career ender because I <laughs> went to Mark Watson's 24-hour show and drank the whole time. Then I had to do a gig. It was 5pm in the night in the Arvo. I'd done, a, I'd done, I drank the entire 24 hours. Did my gig and <laughs> bombed. Why did you So, because I'm an idiot, Alex. <laughs> Why do you think I did it? Because I have made several stupid decisions in my lifetime and they have affected my career. Well, bar's my still family, open. I've finished this beer. <laughs> I will just keep going for 24 hours and then get up and perform. And not perform, literally die. Like, I, it was the worst. It was still the worst gig that I've done. And I didn't go back to this comedy festival for another four years. So it took me eight years of warming up when mm. I finally went back. Best newcomer alongside Ronnie Cheng. Thank you very much. Hey, wait, right. so, wait, 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 wait. So they treated the first two times like they never happened <laughs> so that you could win best newcomer. It was literally erased from the archives. From the memory. Well, it's because I didn't do a full solo show either of those times. That's why. But anyways. It's a best bits breakfast buffet. What tasty treats shall we indulge in next? Maybe this one. So I came home the other night, Matt O'Kine, you know, been out and about. You know, you know I liked it. Now that I'm allowed to leave the house, I, can, I do as I please. Um, mm. I like to make the most of it. Come home the other night, think, you know what? I really would like an ice cream at this point oh. of my evening. Isn't it yeah. good when you... How good is it when you remember, oh, that's right, I've got ice cream in the freezer. <laughs> Bro, I remember when I first moved out of home, okay? First time ever. It's 2006. Six, moved into a little two-bedroom apartment in Milton that we called the penthouse, okay, because it was on the top of a two-storey little building. And um, and we that's, used to get visited. That's the, what's one level above ground level. And I just, for those playing it through the maths yeah. at home, that is two storeys away from the basement. <laughs> well, it wasn't because there was no level above us. So we were at top of the town, my friend. And I remember just that, that realisation that I was free because I remember it was late at night and I thought, God, I wish I could have a tuna toasty. <laughs> and then I went, Matt, you can. <laughs> and it was like the start of my whole new journey as an adult. Mm -mm, that's right. And it's a, it's a really great moment where you can control what's in your freezer. Unfortunately, this story goes the other way because as I opened it, I realised it was packed to the brim with turkey roasts. Is this, so where were you? Were you at home? My, no, I'm a, yeah, I'm at my house, but my dad had been visiting and he'd, he'd spied a bargain and picked up some turkey roasts in the sales for me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Plural. Seven 
Turkey no, no, roast. No, 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 no. I've not once to eat much turkey. <laughs> okay. Okay, but, for starters, turkey sucks. Why do you think there were seven of them? Right? Like, and I'm like, what is happening here? I go through, I go look at the cover. I'm like, what is this? I didn't put this in here. There's, it's full, the freezer is full of turkey roasts. There's four... One kilograms and three two kilograms. Oh my I added up because at the front it's like the one kilogram goes serves eight. I look, I add them up. <laughs> Ninety two servings of turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and so I talked to my dad the next day. I'm like, what's going on with the with the turkey in the freezer? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. Bargain, bargain of the century. Uh, the one kilogram going for two fifty. Two kilograms, three bucks. Nineteen dollars for the lot, mate. Oh. So. I mean that is that is, look I don't I don't I don't like blame him. That's a bargain. Imagine All right. I could eat tur- if I ate turkey every meal, three meals, that would literally last me a month of turkey <laughs> for 19 bucks. You cannot beat that value, my friend. Uh, so my question to you is right now, when have your parents found a bargain? When have your parents found an absolute bargain? Uh, and let us know what it was. Can you beat 92 servings of turkey for $19? When are you going to get started? Have you had one yet? No. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I don't like turkey. <laughs> <laughs> but I respect a bargain. I mean, I love a reduced to clear, honestly. Mm. That is, I mean, I remember that was my life for a very long time, the reduced to clear, especially the chooks. Especially the late night chooks and the bread. That's it. Um, but we asked you, what have your parents scored a massive bargain on? And Erica actually got in touch on Instagram. Erica, your parents are the king and queen of reduced price items. Yes, I reckon they are. They're All pretty right. good. Ian Dyson has a challenge up. Please tell us your, your bargains. Uh, well, so mum and dad regularly go, they have a bunch of shots that they haunt and they go at particular times and... They will usually come back with like a piece of French brie cheese that's from eighteen dollars down to five cents. They get <laughs> wait, sorry, sorry, yeah. it was down. It was down from eighteen dollars to five yeah. cents. Yeah, five cents. So and it says on the ticket like ninety eight percent off. Yeah. So. so wait, is it was it was it just from like full price to five cents or what was yeah. is there? Yeah. So full price. Yeah, it, it'd been reduced a couple of times. You could see you all the other tickets. <laughs> oh, so yeah. it was wrapped in reduced to clear prices like yeah. a game of pass the parcel. You could just see. <laughs> and, in the, and inside, I, I feel like, let me, let's be honest, was it blue cheese, Erica? Because I feel no, if anything's going to get away well, with well, it. Well, it was blue by the end of it, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it started off as fresh camembert right. and ended in the mouldiest cheese yeah. you could buy. What, el- what else is on the uh, on the item? Um, so there's been a whole bunch of like lettuce, like the big massive five dollar bags of lettuce. They get for ten cents. And uh, <laughs> what <laughs> is it even lettuce by the end, or is it just a bagged green smoothie? No, like I just it's see like perfectly good. It's... I had it in my fridge for two weeks because they gave me a bunch of it because I have twins. Oh, it sounds so yeah. wet, Erica. It just sounds so wet. No... And barramundi. Ooh, so, the barra. Like, yeah, barramundi. I think it was like. Um, $15 down to one or something. Oh so <laughs> they're very good. So there's some times. How can we learn from these people? What times do we need to be? Is it very early? Is it very late? Is it the middle of the day when no one would, would realise? For some particular shops, it's around like 4 to 6 
p.m. Mm. And then other shops will do it right in the morning. So they take all the old stock from the night before and then they reduce it so you get it in the morning. So but, it really depends on the store. Yeah, for sure. And do you, yeah. Did you find, I find I've sort of, you know, inherited a little bit of that from <laughs> my father. Do, do you find yourself also looking for bargains as a result of your yeah. upbringing? Yes, a hundred percent. Like, and I'm, I'm, I pass this on to my husband now. <laughs> he always likes going to the shops and tries to find a better bargain than my mum, and then he'll find it. But then when he shows my mum, she's like, "I got it better." <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, thank you so much for chatting to us, Erica. Pass no on our best to your parents. Uh, we'll also chat to Josh, who got in touch. G'day, Josh. G'day, boys. How's it going? Good, thanks, Josh. Now, when you were a bit younger, your grandparents got a bargain. Yeah, well, they decided we got too old for uh, chocolate on Easter. So they were uh, going through the catalogues and popped down to Bilo and got us a 24-pack of one kilo SPC tin fruit. For Easter? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you were stoked, Josh. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, it's a bargain, but at what cost? (laughs) (laughs) Um, how did That's you just what you want when you're a kid, isn't it? On Easter, mmm, fruit. Oh, yeah, I just had to wait for the uh, bulk buyer to go on the custard and then go pick some of that up too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it needs it needs something drizzled over the top. That's right. Um, did you get so? It's one. Of, was it one of the good ones where you get those red cherries in it? So you think it looks fancy? Yeah, it was actually. So that was a bit of a treat. Yeah, beautiful, oh, well, there my you man. Go. Did you? <laughs> have to hunt for your tins in the backyard? <laughs> oh, no. No, it just came in a, like a big crate. <laughs> well, time time is money, Josh, so you don't want to be outside yeah. spending a bit of that on a, on a tin canned fruit hunt. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us, my man. No worries. Well, there we go, and some say he's still getting through that turkey to this day. Um, <laughs> the freezer. You didn't even save any for Christmas 2021. <laughs> no, I think no. I have I have polished off the last of the birds uh, oh, that have come wow. through. But um, thank you, Ian Dyson, once again for his uh, generous shopping for me. Um, I mean, I did. I, the turkey was almost as cheap as my Calabata olives were, and that was zero dollars. <laughs> uh, so thank you, my dad, for always finding a bargain, and thank you for listening to uh, All Day Breakfast today. It was um, fun hanging out. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with another Matt and Alice. We'll see you then. Catch you later. Bye-bye. Listener.